You ready? Yeah. Been a I minute, guess. bro. Let's do it. It's been a year, year since I've seen you like in person. For sure. It's been a while. Anyways, Junior's in the house. Is this a barbershop? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, we can't talk straight in the barbershop. Then where can we talk straight? We can't talk straight nowhere else. You know, this ain't nothing but healthy conversation. Something really important that I would like to draw your attention to, first of mm -hmm. all, is this issue here of confidentiality. Okay. Um, basically, everything that you and I talk about together is just between you and I. I'ma tell you all about it, so don't I call. It's second guessing and motivate me to go and ball. Barbershop confidential, it's real and it's raw. Ah, you looking for me, you can find me at the barbershop. Welcome back, Barbershop Confidential, the podcast. Your boy Jonah, we in the building. Today I got a special guest. My boy Junior came through. King's group in the building. How you doing, man? Chilling. Chilling, chilling. chilling. It's been Thanks a minute. Me. Been a long been a minute. minute. Man. I think prior to COVID, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Definitely. It's been a minute. I think since like the downtown, really. Time flies. Huh? That's how we met each other. So when I met you, we we're both like on the streets of downtown trying to get people <laughs> out here trying to, trying to get people into the clubs and shit. Absolutely. And uh, I remember, I remember, bro, like, he's always out here. Like, you he was always, like, putting in more effort than anybody else that was, like, out there. Like, even me, like, it was just, like, for fun. And you was like, nah, I'm trying to do something. And then you just kept growing and growing and growing until you, you know, you took over pretty much downtown, at least the, the north end of it. And we had a run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a run. Yeah. So yeah. It, it started at what, at Decos? Yeah. I think, yeah, the beginning was Decos. Definitely. You know, it's funny we're just talking about yeah. a couple of them right before we turned this on. Uh yeah, decos. Then you then went, we to went below, below on Broadway, Broadway. You know, the the three Biscuso. The the big venues. ones. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, the empires crumbled and everybody was crumbling. And I think right after that we went shit, we went back on the grind. I think all of us, most of the people that worked in those venues had to go outside of downtown for like three, four months to work. Because of know, COVID, like, no? COVID shut it down? No, that we're talking 10 years before that. Oh. With this. So when that, when that whole that goes below. On oh, when, the, when they sold it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it shut down like that avenue for the independent promoters. It was like the high end venues that stayed open. Yeah. And, you know, people had a grip on that. So. Everybody that was doing their thing on the hip hop side of things had to go like outside or the outskirts of, you know, the city. And slowly but surely we got back in there. I think yeah. right after that, I think we picked up um, the first thing was Sevilla. Oh, Sevilla. Yeah. yeah shout that's out true. to Moses yeah. he, uh, and Joe. You know, he gave us a shot there. And then from there, slowly but surely after that, F6 came. Oh, that's right. Park. I forget about yeah. like all those clothes and shit. Um, I think it was F6. Then we got into Park. AD came around. Oh, AD. You know, AD. Yeah. Shout out to AD. That was my then favorite. Then we did um, Basement, Flux, you know, and the rest is history. Yeah. yeah we've been around the block. Yeah. Were, uh, were you the one pulling all the, the talent? Yeah. Or was that like I mean, eventually the last, I think that when, when I got started, you know, before people start trying to pull fact check it, you know, when I started, I was working for somebody. Right. You know? And then, like you said, slowly but surely, I came in there from being a paper pusher, passing out flyers and stuff like that. And eventually, you know, I had to branch off, do my own thing. Yeah. Maybe by choice, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and then that's when we went full force. And yeah, eventually we created Center Entertainment Company where we were 
not only doing the promotions, not just getting a ticket rip, but we were putting on the whole production, putting up the money oh. ourselves, bringing the artists, yeah. taking 100% of the risk. And that's, you know, where that run comes off, like, you know, became the top dogs in the, in the, in the scene for a Definitely minute. for the hip hop shit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, y'all were holding it down. Yeah, I remember that, dude. Like, and I thought it was, I thought it was dope. But like, I didn't see what you saw. And probably a lot of people didn't see what you saw in that industry. It was just more like, oh, let's just have some fun. If you make some, some money on it, like, that's cool. You know, like like you, like I, I was working for somebody too. Yeah. Um, I'm always going to try to find my own, like, money in the same place. Yeah. But, like, I'm going to try to find it my own way. Yeah, yeah. So I would go to, like, clubs and talk to the bouncers, be like, yo, let me skip a couple people and we'll split, <laughs> we'll split whatever they give me. And they're like, all right, cool, you know. So I was always like, if I'm going to be out here, I want to make a little bit extra a bit of extra money and shit. But you you were like thinking like bigger picture. Yeah, there yeah. was, you know, there was definitely a system design that worked, you know. But I I I can't speak for everybody, you know, but I can speak for myself. I came in there with a different type of mentality. Yeah. Maybe not off the rip, but definitely two years down the road, you know. I was 21, 22, but I was, you know, not 21, 22. Like I was living alone. I was, you know, taking care of my own expenses. I already think I was if not already with a kid on the way or mm. about to have a kid. Um, so I came more with that, you know, extra chip on my shoulder of like, yo, this got to make sense for real. Yeah. And once again, not by choice, but by force, like the opportunity to really eat more than a ticket rip wasn't really there. So, you know, just like in the music industry, people like JC and them did, we did the same thing. We said like, hey, you're going to let us in one way or another, uh, whatever yeah. needs to be done, whether we got to put the bread up, whether we got to build the infrastructure, whatever it, it has to be so we can participate at a bigger level has, had to be done. And that's why we, I went that route. That's what's up, man. And then like, yeah, you were holding it down for a minute and then you got out of that scene and then went into after that you were doing like a you were doing. um I don't want to call it. It was a restaurant. no? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we can only skate around that situation oh, okay. because of legal issues, too. Um, that happened and are behind us, but you know I don't don't want to give no shine. I think that a uh, uh, common denominator in, in in my story at least is by force, not by choice. The nightlife stuff was dope; it was great, but eventually it became too easy, mm. and then it became I don't want to say like we I I found a ceiling to it, but it kind of like became one of those situations where after four or five years of doing the most that you can and continue to keep to for lack of a better term that reign of you know being the one the ones or the company that brings the talent um i was like okay cool this is cool we're making money but at this point what's next yeah i don't see it being sustainable at the, at that time i was probably 25 26 27 28 i don't see myself doing it at 40 mm-hmm. 45 like other cats do it yeah right unless i go into ownership i don't really see it doing it and i'm i'm just not the industry is too corny for me too corny? Too corny for me to yeah. go into a position of like working for somebody oh, okay. or becoming a GM. So I didn't see that happening, yeah. you know, because of the gay politics that come into the game. So to me, it was more like, okay, let's maintain making this this money that's coming in is amazing, but let's start looking at what's next, right? So that got us to open up the horizons a little bit and start trading our company, not only as an event production and promoter and booking talent, but also to create kind of like a marketing agency. Mm. This is where in the Facebook ads and all that stuff that we are all now super familiar with was not really like the thing to do. Oh. We were still passing out flyers, putting out posters, stuff like that. So once we 
we identified the opportunity of marketing and branding through social media. And so I was like, hey, if I can sell a thousand tickets for a concert, I can sell food every day. Yeah. I can sell shoes every day. Yeah. So in that moment, I said, like, hey, let's start reaching out to these bars and these restaurants and, and let's let's do their marketing. Yeah. Let's see who we can bring to everybody wants to eat. So, you know, we, we started working with some bars, started working with some restaurants. And eventually that got us a few partnerships or a few promise, promises, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how kind of like I got my first taste of like the food industry side, right? And then once again, the common denominator, by force, not by choice, COVID came. Yeah. When COVID came, that whole restaurant partnership and stuff got tricky. You know, we got some motherfuckers out of dev and shit. But once COVID came, they were like, oh, my God, take that back. You don't own it. I own it. Blah, uh, blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But while we figured it out, we got back. We went back to a drawing board, let the lawyers do our thing. And one, I, once I started seeing that the COVID restrictions are going to be lifted, I went into that mode. I was like, all right, cool. The clubs are going to take a minute to come back. What are we doing? And that's where I was in my home office, you know, trying to, you know, think of what we were going to do. And initially I started putting together uh, a marketing plan to start offering to restaurants to get them out of the COVID hole, you know, and, and I was like, all right, cool. I'll launch the marketing agency again. I'll go full force on that. I'll get a bunch of clients. I'll help and market and get delivery and pickup, which is the thing that was going to be, I think at that point it was like a month out from being, get it lifted to where you can do delivery and pickup. And one night it just hit. I was like, hey, bro, like, you, you became a partner in a restaurant for over a year. And that restaurant was borderline ready to close when we came on board. And we, we had a great run for 13 months prior to COVID. Uh, we made the business profitable. We turned the business completely around. We made some noise to my guy over there who <laughs> made some great money. Yeah, uh, My guy realized what it was to have a Rolex on his wrist, you know? And I came in there doing marketing. But doing marketing, like, I, I always been passionate about what I do. So even though I was doing marketing, I was also there 24-7 most of the week because the nightlife shit was automatic. So I would spend my time at the restaurant. So I got to get in the operations. I got to see how things work mm. out. I got in the kitchen. I got in the menus. I got in and optimizing the operation also because of the marketing, you know. You start bringing all this volume of people and you see you're bringing the people. But in order to get the results, like. The bartender needs to know how to serve them. Yeah. The cooks needs to be fast enough to handle that people. The cost of expenses can skyrocket. You know, since my deal or my stake in that place was going to be determined by the impact that I had on it. I was forced to like really dive into the operation and help the business with the operations and make it better. When I was fast forward to when I'm back in my office after COVID or during COVID, I was like, what? I have the knowledge now. How the fuck am I going to depend on other businesses to cut me a check? Yeah. Especially right now that nobody wants to spend money when I can just open my own shit. And worst case scenario, I fell and I got ADD, bro. It's all good. <laughs> Everybody's getting that check. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if it works and that turned into a food truck. I thought that was like super clever, bro. Like I was watching, right? And I was like, mm -hmm. that's smart, bro. Because right now, like people can't even go to restaurants or they don't want to. They're like still kind of hesitant. Like, yo, mm -hmm. you know, COVID. I don't want to get sick. Delivery, you know, it's the same thing. And then I was like, the food truck, that's smart. People want to eat. Yeah. People want good food. And like being able to go pick it up real quick and then go home. What more do you want? Shit. Yeah. What made you pick uh, the hibachi? Because that was the first one, no? You know, during COVID, 
everybody was kind of forced to find houses and shit like that. So at the time I was going up to LA to pick up PPP because we were slanging PPP. Um, and there was this business that was booming over there that I kept noticing with the hip hop culture and the artists. There's this Hibachi uh, spot over there. Is it right? the bus one? Yeah, it was buses. Now there's like 25 different companies up there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but at this point, there was this main two, right? But they were big and they were buzzing. So when I when I had that that realization of like, no, I'm not gonna go into the marketing firm side of it or the uh, digital marketing agency. I'm gonna open my own thing. I said, all right, cool. What am I gonna do? Can't do a restaurant, and that's where the idea of doing the food truck came from. I was like, yo, LA is popping, and there's not one here in San Diego. So I go up there couple times to pick up pvp i see him listen bro i walked to that i got to that place the first time and there was two trucks same same brand two trucks back to back in one street middle of covid and kid you not 100 people on the street waiting for food on a wednesday night i was like yo this shit is ridiculous i go back there's six trucks lined up in the same block 300 people in the street and i'm not bullshitting you the like, same food like crazy like you can go back on my instagram and you'll see it like i posted it and i'm like yo this shit is crazy so i reached out to them like yo what's up let's 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 wrench out to san diego like what's up with a you know a, a franchise or something I'm like sorry we're not doing business with nobody <laughs> all right, man. Cool. <laughs> I, I respect it. Yeah, yeah. So I had a partner. You know, I kind of discussed it with him. Like, yo, we gotta do this. He was like, nah. I was like, oh, we gotta do this, bro. Like, it's not like why, how are we gonna invest money right now? Then you know, we're not making any money. There's not even like we can't see a day that we can say like, yo, eventually the clubs are gonna come back. Like at that point, oh, we yeah. were really there was there was no security that we were gonna go back into that industry, right? I was like, yo, man, like we gotta do this. Like, this is working. This is working crazy up there in L.A. So a month went by. I had a menu. I was putting everything together. I was like, yo, bro, like, we really have to do this, right? I know a little bit about marketing. I knew a little bit about restaurants. I knew nothing about how to do a uh, food truck, right? So I started talking to people, and then I found somebody that knew how the whole uh, business of food trucks uh, worked out, figure out how to get a truck, figure out how to, the whole process to get it together. And I was like, yo, bro, like, we have all the pieces. Let's do it. And he was like, all right, but are we really going to go with Hibachi? Like, keep in mind that Hibachi, the cheapest plate is like 30 bucks. A plate, yeah. Yeah, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 45 bucks during COVID, right? And, and, and you tell anybody, I'm going to start selling Benihana's food off a truck. They're like, you're crazy. Nobody's going to buy that off a truck. Now, yeah. I saw it in LA, right? Yeah. So I was like, yo, this, this is going to work, you know? But you tell anybody else, they were like, you're crazy. Yeah. You're 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 insane. And one of the main reasons why I went with the Hibachi one first, aside of doing anything else, was because I didn't want my moves to be looked for anything other than the move. What do I mean? If I would have gone with a taco business or anything related to Mexican food, it would have been seen as I was being spiteful against the situation that had just ended. Oh, and that was oh, real gotcha. important for me. Yeah. Uh, the energy behind my move was let's just move on right yeah. and if you do it once you can do it twice you can do it over and over again so even though it was far-fetched and it was a little bit setting yourself up for failure because of all the things that i just mentioned like you don't know how to do the business you don't know about food trucks you're gonna sell plays that are 30 to 45 bucks in the middle of a pandemic you're crazy you're gonna sell steak chicken shrimp and lobster yeah. off a food truck you're ridiculous to me it was more like yo it's a challenge yeah. in the middle of a challenge and we just went for it it was fucking amazing fucking amazing the first fucking six months of business were fucking amazing month two we opened a second truck and it wasn't even hibachi the second truck it was birria yeah the birria truck. you know and i felt free to do the birria one 
because it wasn't going to be looked at as spiteful anymore. You know, just like, yo, I proved that I can do it again with something completely different. Now it has nothing to do with what I left in the, in the past. Yeah. You know, so that's the story how that shit started. That's dope, man. Comparing like uh, the fucking the food industry to the nightlife, which one did you like as like personally? Which one did you enjoy more? Or Well, the nightlife shit was fun, dog. Like, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was glamorous. You're, you're hanging around with artists, you know? <laughs> like, you have an interaction with people that you used to listen to. Yeah. You know, that seem untouchable. And all of a sudden, you're doing business with them. You know? Uh, it was fun. A fucking nightclub is fun. Yeah. You know? But um, I don't know, man. Maybe because of my age. I do have three kids, you know? I enjoy this more. Mm. And also because, you know, I... From 25 to 30, I always had that in the back of my head. Already being a father of three. It was like, yo, this is cool and I'm making cool money and it's amazing. Like, you name it. Cardi B, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Ty Dolla Sign, YG. You name it. It's not JC, Kanye, or Beyonce. I done it. <laughs> right? This shit is not going to keep running and feeding me for the rest of my life unless I'm here. Yeah. You know? And the other businesses that I'm in now. Shit, bro, long after I'm gone, they're going to keep making money for my kids and the kids of my kids. You know, I just got to build that infrastructure, build that chain of restaurants, build that system, and shit, it's going to keep paying me. Yeah. You know, so I'm enjoying this process a lot more than that, even though I love and I'm super proud of everything that we accomplished there. But I think that the ceiling of that last industry that I did was too low compared to the ceiling that I have with this one. So I'm I'm loving this one. Uh, Oh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in TJ. On oh, TJ? I was born here. Uh-huh. Um, I went to school here all up until, I think, first grade. Then my mom got her papers taken away because she had us over here, and I moved to TJ. I was raised in TJ until I was a freshman. When I was oh. a freshman, I moved back over here. I didn't even speak English, and I've been over here since I was a freshman. Oh, okay. But what area did you grow up in or after when you came back? Oh, when I came back, well... <laughs> When I came back, the first apartment was right there off of Euclid at Estrella City Heights. Oh, okay. He's like so boys. Heard? I went to a high school in Scripps Ranch, though. So oh, I played okay. football. I went to school in Scripps Ranch, but, you know, been around. You think, that, Southeast. you think that uh, the upbringing is what feeds, like, fuels you to do all this? Definitely has a lot to do with it. Like the motivation behind, like, the hunger. Yeah. The hunger, because you, you know what it I was like. I think that hunger comes from, from my mom, definitely. I think the hustle comes from my mom. But that drive and that motivation to to do it is it, it does come from there. There's nothing bigger now at this age and in the position that I sit at, which I got a long way to go still. There's nothing that brings me more satisfaction of like the homies being like, yo, you did it, dog. And we've been with you or behind you as we're younger or we're your age. And we see that it's possible now. Mm. And, you know, when I come around anywhere. And the homies are there from back then. Like, it's like, you know, it's all love. And it's, and it's like, goddamn, we can all, you know, like, we were in the same corner. Yeah. We were in the same block. We went to the same school. We went to the same house parties. Yeah. And, and you're actually doing it, you know? So definitely has a lot to do. It's definitely a driving force on everything that I do. And it's definitely that I keep real, something that I really keep present at all times. Like, I tap in. I'm around. I, 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 I come around. And I make it a purpose to try to bring as many with me as I can. That's what's up, man. I only ask because I know now you have kids, right? And you were yeah. talking about, like, the things you're building now is going to be for, like, the future. For them, right? Like, you want to leave that to them so they can, you know, either grow it or at least live off of it, no? Yeah. Uh, 
do you fear and i always think there's not just like you but in general like when people do this and they build like this company and they you know it's like oh they say it's for my kids for my kids and then i think like damn but what if they don't appreciate it like you did because you did it out of hunger like you're living good you know, you're good. So like these kids don't they don't understand that hunger. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, once again, I think that one thing that our culture and I'm not speaking about any color or any race. I'm just saying the American culture. Oh, OK. Compared to the Mexican culture. Yeah. Like Mexico culture, not Mexican culture. Like when you grow up over there. Right. Yeah, that, you don't grow up. Not Mexican-American. Yeah. Culture. Yeah. Like like you don't grow up with that entitlement. Yeah. And then you don't grow up without that without that lack of drive. I think that the American culture, and I'm not talking colors, I'm not talking races, I'm just talking America, the U.S. culture, has a lot of lack of accountability and a lot of entitlement already in the DNA of the yeah, culture, the DNA, yeah. right? So I think that as parents, it's our job to make sure that we guide them in the right direction. Look, listen, if I don't show my kids the principles and, and, and that drive and that hunger, they're not going to have it and they're going to be entitled because that did it, right? Yeah. So it's my job. And I'm hold accountable to that every day to myself when I wake up and I go to sleep of teaching them. Like uh, I got a 15 year old that's been working for over a year in my business. Nice. Right. Savings account looks amazing. I never had a savings account like hers <laughs> until I was like 25. Yeah. Right. She still goes to work every day. And she knows the rules of how she spends money and what she needs to do, how she needs to save it. And I'm giving her the game and I'm barely teaching her how to drive. But she already knows that she's buying a condo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My nine-year-old, you know, he knows that he, you know, every time it's like, I'm going to be the CEO, check. You're, you're tripping, dog. Like, you got to earn it. <laughs> yeah. Don't be so talking like that's, that's the, that's the we part. Just did a, we just did an event for the community two, three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, for Easter, no? Yeah. And, you know, there was a dope moment where we got all the kids in the park to get behind us to do a picture with all the with the baskets that we gave away. Talking about 300 kids behind us and stuff like that. You know, and I obviously pulled my family to take a picture. And and the first thing that came out of his mouth was, um, hold on, hold on. I'm the CEO. I'm the face of the company. I was like, yo, you didn't talk like that, bro. Yeah. No, you're not. Got to earn that. Yeah. And you earned that. Sweeping the floors, working the truck, cooking, prepping, cashiering. And until you earn it. You'll be that. Don't be talking like that. So it's our job as parents to do that, mm, you know, yeah. and, and, and make sure that they don't grow up in title. Now, at the end of the day, That's they're like going to the, do what they do. Yeah. But you got to try your best to try to instill that in them. Yeah. Yeah. I always think about that. Like, you know, we're not parents yet, but I hear that a lot. You know, like, oh, I want to leave this to my kids. And it's like, That's dope, man. Like you worked, you busted your ass off for that shit. You know, like you knew the struggle and then they get it and they didn't go. They didn't go through that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like then they get to they get to keep all the all the shit you worked your ass off for. And then for them, like, I don't know, when I was young, my mom would be like, it's going to hurt you more when it costs you. Exactly. Yeah. Like you want to buy some shoes and fuck them up. I bet you you won't fuck them up if you, if you pay, pay for, for them. Right. Exactly. So like you give them the business and he's just like, well, if it doesn't work, like, you know, like there's no attachment to it. And then and just think like, damn, that would suck. Yeah. You did all this. And then for them to be like, well. Well, you like know, I said, like, I'm telling you, like, and I see, it like, all starts family with accountability. Do, yeah. Starts with accountability and accountability starts with you. Yeah. Like, you got to make sure that you guide them the right way. Yeah. And you, uh, you make them grow up the right way and instill everything. And I don't care how busy you are. I don't care how many locations you're running. I don't care how many businesses you're running. I don't know how many employees you have. You got to be CEO. You got to be worker. You got to be head of household. You got to be a father. You know, and I'm adamant about that that accountability of not short stroking anything that I do as much as I am in my business, I am my kid's life. 
And it's my job to make sure that they don't grow up entitled and to mm. check them and to make sure they have the consequences they, they must have to learn and to never give it, you know, yeah. take it for granted. Yeah. You know, I think that's what, what happens in all those cases that you mentioned that somebody wasn't as much as the kid is responsible or the next generation is responsible for not appreciating it or taking it for granted. Those parents were probably as responsible of not making sure of taking the time to make sure that they didn't grow up like that. Yeah. That's that's my take on it. I might be wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's my take I'm on not it. even a parent, bro, but I'm just like, <laughs> you know, you try to like learn from other people, yeah. you know, and you, but you, you know, you also got to do your own thing and shit. I just think it's like, like it's going to be hard because like, for instance, me, I didn't grow up. I didn't have a pair of Jordans. I could never even dream to ask my mom to spend like 150, you know, back then, $200 on a pair of shoes. Like never, bro. Like as an adult, like if she says, what do you want for Christmas? Nothing. Don't buy me nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like if I have a kid, I'm be like, oh, I want to buy them. A hundred of them. I want to have every I, single style, every single, every single drop. But there has to be like that resistance. And I, I, I think it's cool when they're really young. Like I did it. Like, yeah, you, no, no, you yeah, know yeah, me yeah, for yeah, a minute. Yeah. And you know that King, like. Shout yeah. out to King. And he's old enough to watch this stuff now. So he's probably <laughs> watching it right now. What's up, King? Uh, you know, you were around when King came a, into yeah. my life. You know what I'm saying? Like you were around when we were in the middle of the downtown stuff. You know that when he was young, it was like laced up, yeah. Like this fool was not even walking and he had all the Yeezys, right? Just like <laughs> yeah. his dad. Uh, but as he get, got older, now that he's nine, you know, and I think it started like at six, he has been taught to earn everything he wants. Uh, you know, and one you know few tips you know like i started giving them for their birthday hey you want a birthday or you want a trip or you want some dough mm. let's go open a savings account yeah. right and two out of three of the kids always been give me the dough <laughs> right <laughs> so from a young age both the oldest and king um is being like my savings account right and they want something it's like all right cool what are you doing for it yeah shores this that boom 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 grades whatever and then Go buy it with your money. Now, dad is going to buy you stuff and yeah. give you stuff, right? But, but when, if you when want dad it. wants to. Yeah. And I do it all the time. Yeah. But when they ask and they want something, comes out of their dough. Yeah. So they, 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 start, they start learning from a young age. Yeah. You know, that in order to get something, you got to do something before instead of the other way around. Yeah, just giving. Them. I say that, bro, but I already have like a bunch of little baby shoes. Well, I'm telling you, you got you, you know, you get I, it out of your system when they're young and, and they, don't, like, they don't understand. And I talk to my girl, I'm like, damn. Yeah. I tell her, like, I don't want if we have a son or or girl, or whatever. I don't want them to think that they're gonna be laced up because dad's laced up. I I, I think that, but I'm already buying them. I'm like, I I'm already that fucking system up. of like making them grow into that person that is not entitled. Starts at 10, 12. 10, 12. You know, because wow. that's when I kind of started with the oldest. She's 15 right now. And she's, she said, she's, she's the type that like, hey, my checks, I don't touch them. I live off my tips. And mm. then she started with a marker that's on her smart. tips. Started with 200 bucks. All right, I'll go fuck off some money. Then I make back my 200 bucks. And now she's at, like, the marker is a little bit different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, because obviously now she wants, like, the shoes she wants the babe bags she wants all this stuff that is a little bit more expensive so that market and it was a beautiful thing because it wasn't that 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 change didn't come from me anymore i just told her like hey listen leave off your tips don't leave off your you know, don't fuck off the dough that you're making in checks leave it in there especially right now said, right, cool. while she can right yeah she said cool so she got that down and she started hey dad I'm, i want to buy this cool how much you have in tips uh, 250 bucks cool go spend it Came back from spending it the first time. I said, like, hey, listen, don't spend another dollar until you have 250 bucks and make that the rule. 
she did that. Her marker is probably 10 times that right now. <laughs> right? Because uh, now it's like, yo, I want to go buy this bait bag. Or I want to go buy this new drop of shoes, right? She's into shoes. She's a little sneakerhead. And now it's like, yo, I just fucked off this on the last trip that we took to LA. And I'm already here, almost back to that marker, you know? And now it's just from her. It doesn't come from dad or mom. So, you know, I think 12 and up, that's when you start seeing that. When they're young, give it to them. Dog. Like, I, if it was in my means, my kids had it. Oh, okay. You know, if it was in my means, my kids had it. Before I got it, they got it. You know, especially if I do it for myself, I was going to do it for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird when you see, like, uh, and we used to see that shit. We used to see, like, the girls who had kids. The girls were all, I'm talking about the club. <laughs> <laughs> the club hoes and shit. How they'd be all laced up and then they'd post their kid, like, on some bummy shit. And it's like, damn, girl. <laughs> You spending all your money to go to the club and shit. Are oh, you gonna do them like that, dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. Like, so you see that shit, and it's like, damn. At least I gotta have the kid looking clean too. And yeah, shit. don't be selfish. Mandatory. Yeah, mandatory. Mandatory to keep them clean, man. Bro, who's your favorite artist to work with? All right, we're gonna break down that that question. I develop some personal relationships with some of this art, uh, some oh. of the artists that I work with. You know. And, you know, if I answer that question literally, whoa, you know, rest in peace, my brother Nip, that's an actual artist that I work with from thousand bucks in a room to breaking $50,000 checks with, you know? So if we went for that, who's the favorite? Well, oh, that's like my bro. You personal, know what I'm saying? Personal, like, that's yeah. personal. And from there, I don't think I got a favorite artist, but I do have favorite moments, mm. you know? Uh, and those favorite moments is, you know, we go back to the upbringing, you know? When I was in high school and when I was grinding and hustling the house parties and stuff like that, I was riding the bus to the parties or to work. I was listening to Yeezy. I was listening to Ross. I was listening to all this DJ Khaled, all this, this stuff. And eventually, you know, like I want to see myself in the flooring and this and that. And all of a sudden, 10 years later, you have him next to you contracted to do a concert. So those moments, those full oh. circle moments oh, okay. is the shit that I loved. Like, damn, homie, like I, I used to listen to Yeezy and now have Yeezy with, you know, so those moments were dope. And obviously, every time that it was a challenge, when somebody blew up and nobody can touch them, nobody can get them. And we oh, could. Oh, okay. Those moments, like the Cardi, me, the Cardi B moment, you know, we're the only ones that brought Cardi B to San Diego. And we just happened to do it at the perfect timing where she went from being cool to being a superstar. And being able to pull that off, that was a dope moment. Mm. You know, and outside of that, you know, once again, you know, I identify with most of the hustling, you know, artists. And being able to, to do that Rick Ross, do, you know, all those kind of artists was pretty dope, you know, because you grew up listening to them. Yeah. yeah. The downtown scene, for what I remember, bro, I was like, and uh, if for some reason, bro, it was like hard for me to leave that shit. And I always, <laughs> I always I wanted to leave. I was like, man, this is not like, it's not a good environment to be around. I didn't really like it. Like, I wasn't making enough for me to be like, oh, this is like, you know what I mean? Uh, but it, it was hard for me to leave because the attention... You know, and people are always hitting you up and shit like that. And then when I finally left, I realized, like, bro, my phone was dry as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So people that you were all of a sudden, they're like hitting you up because they needed they wanted to get in or they wanted to, like, be at the show and shit like that. Yes and no. You know, because from a, maybe the first two, three years of me doing that, it was like that. But then I went into this different mode where I wasn't doing that. Oh, OK. You know what I'm saying? Like there was different experiences and the way that that nightlife stuff went depending on i don't want to say your position in the building but kind of like the role you played in the building 
You know what I'm saying? So those meaning, meaningless conversations and friendships and relationships, I don't really have them. Oh, okay. Like people knew better than to hit me to get hooked up unless, <laughs> unless, yeah. unless there were somebody that was entitled to that. Mm. Make sense? Yeah. Like unless it was somebody that is supposed to get that kind of treatment, it, it wasn't happening. I don't care how much money you're spending. It's a different type of ties with me. You know, and, and I think I left that to like my promoters. Right. But I did notice the difference in what I'm doing now at the beginning. Now is back as as loud as when I was in the nightlife. Right. Because the brand got big. But at the beginning when I was building, well, it wasn't really noticeable to the bare eye how big it was getting. Right. So when you have your head down and you're grinding is definitely not the same that when you're out and about and you're the talk of the town because you got the hardest artist with you. so i did kind of experience that where people kind of think like you fall off <laughs> or you're not as popping as you were before yeah the whole time you're just loading up and working on something way bigger than whatever you did before you know and you come back around then it becomes evident again and they all come back around like hey bro i gotta get next to you by any means necessary and it's kind of like all right cool you just play the game, you know? But You know, for the longest, bro, I wouldn't... And nothing against you, bro. I've always, like... You know, I've always had a respect for you. Like, you've always been cool with me. You've always taken care of me whenever I've... When I've hit you up and shit. And, and I'm not one to hit people because I don't like... I don't like being friends with people because they think I want something from them. Yeah. Right? And so, for a while, like, I saw your shit blowing up and I was like... My girl would be like, you want to try it? I was like, no. <laughs> nothing against you bro hey real one nothing Keep against it you it was a, it was because you know who you were attached to and i was like i can't i can't give him my dollar yeah like I'm, but i did yeah. and i was like we're gonna try it but i'm not gonna post it yeah. like i'm gonna do this because you know i, I fuck with union so and it's one of those things you know like i'm i'm against popular believe <laughs> <laughs> i'm loyal out of fault Look, bro, I'm a fucking heartless piece of shit businessman when it's business time. But also because of the upbringing, I do have that same thing that every single person that's been in my seat has of being loyal at a fault. Yeah. And there's been people that I carry around and, and, and people that I had around that I had that PTSD that I got to take them with me, which I eventually grew out of. You know, I think that was like the last part of like my evolution lately where I stopped feeling responsible of taking everybody with me and just letting motherfuckers stand on the decisions that they make and, and on the character that they, they really have, you know? And, you know, right now that you mentioned that, you know, I, I get it and I respect it because yeah, bro, if I was in your position, like there's a lot of motherfuckers that <laughs> don't deserve that fucking dollar. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it, honestly, I was just like, fuck bro. Like, we ended up, eventually like I would buy it and we'd fucking enjoy it. this shit as good as fuck, but it would just be like, bro, like giving this motherfucker money. And it's you know the craziest shit, bro. Like I'm not gonna say no names. The craziest shit, bro. I've never had an interaction with the person for them to be like they don't like me. I th I just think it was like a who I was cool with. Maybe he was you know that person wasn't cool with. So like by association, like I got lumped into that, and it's just like that's fine. Like I got no issue because I'm the same way. Like. If my boy don't like you, guess what? I don't like you. You know, I'm the, I'm the same exact way. So, but it's just like, it's like useless fucking thing, you know? And it's like, there's no point to it. But, I, you know, I got to stand on it. Hey, listen, bro. <laughs> I got to stand on it. Cops are dead, bro.
yeah. we healed over here. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I have no energy for any of that shit anymore. Yeah. Um, I 100% understand it and I feel you. And you know, I wish motherfuckers will heal. I wish <laughs> motherfuckers will stop being fucking haters, you yeah. know, but unfortunately, this is what it is. Everything huh? do time. And you just gotta, you know, say this is not for me and move on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We here. Yeah. Now, nah, but your shit's fire, bro. I've had it. And I was like, that's, it's clean. It's dope. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you, when you like, I didn't want to, but it's nice. Fire. The only thing I haven't tried is the beer. Don't be a fucking hater, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I haven't had is the beer. Cause I'm not, I'm not huge. Like on. That's all right. But I'm, I'm that's all right. to, yeah. You right now you brought us some hibachi. I appreciate that's that. Right. You know, Tear that shit up once it's over. I'm glad he's doing good, bro. Doing your shit, man. Like I said, number respect for your hustle and shit. What was the? Did you like the 18 and up side or the 21 and up? Um, because you were heavy in like the deco scene. See, I never got into it because of the partying part of it. You know, I got into it. The backstory: I was doing promotions for C90 and for oh, no this uh, internet radio station, and that's how I met my first boss. Because I, contrary to anybody's belief, I did have a boss at some point, <laughs> you know. So from the first event that I hit downtown, it was with the intent to get into the business. So did I like the 18 and upside? I fucking loved it, Doug. There's the most money in there. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I would have like, thought no because you're there's making, no alcohol. But here's the thing. Like, as a promoter oh, or an event production, you know, when you do an 18 and up event, it, more than likely you're taking the fucking door. Because mm, you're no not alcohol. taking $2 off of the alcohol. Yeah. Or off the person coming in so they can consume alcohol, right? Um, so yeah, I fucking love the eighteen and up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh the twenty one and up is cool for status, for branding, for shows. And then eventually we grew into presenting the whole event and bringing the talent and putting the money up for the talent. So I loved the twenty one and up events as well because I was getting a rip off of every fucking piece of alcohol that was being sold. <laughs> right. So I yeah. loved it just as much as the eighteen and up. But you know, to me it was money. It was a business. So I enjoyed both as much with, from the go. Uh, just curiosity, because you know how people talk in downtown, yeah. you know, in San Diego in general, full of people who, who fucking chirp like little birds and shit. Do you think there's anybody out there who would say, oh, Junior stepped over me, stepped on me to get to like the next yeah, position? Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. I think you're dead. Oh, yeah? He's a homie now, you know? <laughs> for a homie. long time, he was being slick, yeah. you know? We used to have the same barber in common. And shout out to him, dog. Like, well, there's no beef with us. We're good. I see him respect. And I always have respect for him because he was a fucking, he was the guy way before I even come into it, you know? But I also don't like dinosaurs that are fucking haters. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying anything that I haven't told him directly. Yeah. And like I said, we're both grown men and we're cool. We're a good space, you know? But at some point, there was some kind of shit there, you know? So I think I came in. When he was already the guy. And I was never going to be able to fuck with him when I came in. Down the road, as I was growing, well, things started decreasing for other people. Even for me, if I would have stayed around for another 10 years and COVID didn't happen, maybe somebody would have been able to knock me down just because I don't understand the business anymore. I'm too old, right? So definitely on my way up, down the road, after a few years, he wasn't at his prime anymore, right? And I think there was a deal where I came in and he was already somewhere, you know, and obviously I was young and I had the network and he was already, you know, trying to reinvent himself. So I can see where he can feel like that. But for my, you know, for my defense, like I always been super respectful. I just told you that I always been loyal at our fault. 
I I can tell you and motherfuckers can fact check me that we're around for this situation. I wasn't to be that guy because I didn't want to be done like that. So there was a period of time where I was like, yo, let's keep him on. Let's figure it out. Let's break bread. And I feel like he was more the one that wanted to say like, nah, fuck that. Mm. I need to move for him to come in. And it was like, yo, bro, like, like if we go down to numbers and business, like you, you got to go. I stay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they got to make money. And I'm oh. the money. And I was more like, ah, we can fucking share it. It's all good. Even if I bring most of the cake, we can share and split it down the middle out of respect for you. You know, I always been like that. You know, I always been about karma. Ah, hey, karma. I'm being so greedy. Sometimes you're the big dog. Sometimes you're the little dog. Like everybody can play the role and coexist. Sun comes out for everybody, dog. That's something I say at least 10 times a day. The sun comes out for everybody. And if you're willing to fucking work and hustle, You'll be all right. Yeah. You'll be all right. There's enough money for everybody. Um, there's probably a few partnerships that went bad that will say that I'll probably step on them. I didn't step on them. I just kept working. Mm. I just kept going. I kept figuring it out. And, and I just don't have it in me to, to leave shit hanging or leave people hanging. Yeah. I'm big on accountability. And a lot of fucking people hate me because of that, especially when they get in business with me or when they work for me or they work with me. Damn, bro, you ain't got to tell me about accountability. You're not my dad. Bro, it's... <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I can't go against. I I yeah. practice what I preach. Mm. You you follow me on the gram, homie. Twenty hours a day up working since you know me till this day. You know why? Because I see that every successful person does that, and yeah. I, I I'm a firm believer that nobody's no man is above the program. No man is above the program, dog. Like the rules are set, and you got to put in the work if you want to reap the benefits. So yeah, there's probably definitely people that feel like you always step this and that. And nah, bro, I just wanted more. Uh, that's just what it goes down to I just wanted more and I'm willing to do the work yeah. and I'm willing to be the boss just like I'm willing to be the worker I'm willing to give the orders but one thing about when I give the orders my boy Anuel says in Spanish yo mando y boy. I'm not too good to go do it with you and if I'm giving you the order I'm in the position to tell you what to do is because for a long time I was the one doing it yeah. and bringing it back to somebody yeah. until this day I have partners that are bigger than me and I have mentors that are bigger than me. And when they come around, I open their doors. When they come into my establishment, I serve them out of respect that I'm not there yet. A lot of motherfuckers have this ego. Yeah, Don't ego. allow them to yeah. do that. Never had an ego. Ego's a motherfucker. I never had an ego. That same ego doesn't let them uh, enjoy your, your shine. That shit comes from yeah. insecurity. Yeah. That's one thing I, I hated, bro. Insecurity. And there's like people, bro. I'm gonna I'm just keep it bug. There's people who are <laughs> don't go there, dog. <laughs> there's people who are friends, friends with people because of their status, definitely. And that's one thing I will never do. Yeah. And then and and somebody like you who's like, I want to be around people who are better than me. That's cool, and I and I respect it. But for me, I just can't be around people who um, <clears throat> I don't want to be your friend because of something you can do. For me. Definitely. I don't want to be your friend because just because of who you are, what you do. You know, could we work together? Yeah. But you're not going to be my friend. Like, I, don't want, I don't want you to think I'm your friend. Because if it's work, it's work. Yeah. If it's friend, it's friend. Yeah. So then, you know, you have friends who want to treat it like, you know, business shit. And it's like, bro, I don't give a fuck how much you make. If I'm your, you could be poor, bro. If you're my friend, you're my friend. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. You don't have to brag to me. Like, I'm already your friend. Yeah. And then there's just people that just want to fucking constantly tell you, like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Complex. Like, bro, you already got me as a friend. You won, dude. Like, we're good. 
Those people go go impress those motherfuckers that you like. It comes back down to insecurity, dog. Yeah, that's just that's all it is, dog. Insecurity. Yeah, it's, 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 it's that ego, man. It's that ego. Yeah, and so like I'll, I'll stay away from people just because of that. Like that's that's like uh that's draining, bro. Yeah, it drains energy, and I'm straight off it. Like I'd rather be cool over here, peaceful, chilling, chilling. You always being super laid back, super yeah. chill. Yeah, you don't not doing too much. Yeah. You know, you always like the, mean that. Yeah, I don't like the the flossy mentality and shit. Cause it's like for what? Like I don't, I don't know how you probably feel, but like where I grew up, or you don't want to put tension on your. On yeah, you don't want. You put, know, I I come from the same. You know, we go back to backgrounds. I come, I come back from that shit. I mean, yeah. you know me on a personal level. Yeah. You know my tattoos. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Optize. We go by the mob rules. Yeah. You know, sometimes unnecessary. There's some necessary evil. Sometimes you need that attention to capitalize. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah, like, yeah. yo, bro, there's nothing I hated more than doing the social media shit when I was doing the club shit. Mm. After a while, it got fucking old. Yeah. Why? Because I was already fucking doing it and I needed to fucking broadcast that. Like, I there's was no walking more. around with yeah. Cardi B. Like, at some point, especially as I got older, it's like, God damn, dog, this is too corny. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's too corny. But also, you got to put yourself on the eyes of, of the right people, the customer. Mm. Or the guy that is buying into your brand or what you're selling or what you're doing. For example, doing this shit. For the first two years of the business, I kill my social media. I don't know if you noticed. But if you go to my Instagram, my Instagram has like a thousand followers right now. I thought you just made like a new one or some shit. I killed it. Oh, you. you The moment that I started the business, I said, yo, Pire Kings, Hibachi Kings, El Toro, let's build the brands. Personal suicide on social media. The focus is going to be the business. The first two months, I was promoting heavy, using all my resources, using all my social medias, using everything to drive the traffic to those pages. There was a little hack, and I said, ah, fuck. All right, cool. I'm going to get it back. I got it back. I got it back. And for a week later, I told my girl, like, hey, listen, I'm killing myself on social media. Erase. I was without the social media for a week, and I was so focused. And I was like, yo, the brand. Like, I already pulled all the resources and all the people that follow me because of the nightlife stuff. They're already on the other pages. Yeah. yeah. And in that moment is when it got real, real. Then, you know, we go back to the conversation we had at the beginning, and, and it was one food truck. The idea of King's Group was Hibachi King's. The idea was to open a food truck. Everything worked out. We inquired into three, four locations to open the first location. After we opened the first one, a week later, we were like two weeks out from the grand opening a second location that we had applied for a lease got back to us. It was a better location, but we had already signed the lease for the first one. And that's when the Beria Kings idea came. Cause we're mm. like, yo bro, like this is less than a mile away from the initial location. We already signed the lease. We already are set to open there. Excuse me. Um, what do we do? We can open the same business less than a mile away, even though it's a way better location. It's right off the five freeway on fucking East street. Yeah, and that's where the idea of the second brand came through, right? Because at the beginning it was just gonna be a one food truck, and that was where the the idea ended. Once we opened the first one, we opened the second one, and we I I focus on building the brands because the moment that we that I saw the first two weeks of the first truck and how it was successful, I was like, oh shit, this this is it. I'm not going back to the other shit. <laughs> and people will always ask me, are you going back to the nightlife shit? No, I'm not going back to the nightlife shit. I'll go back to the nightlife shit once this shit is going and it's growing and I have 10 locations and I'll go back to the nightlife scene as an owner. I'll buy mm. a venue. Oh. I'll buy a restaurant. Yeah. See, my next goal is to have something like Dimple. 
Oh, then where it's yeah, a yeah. fucking restaurant, cantina, bar, slash nightclub. Yeah, that that's when I go back to nightlife, and I go back to the limelight of the industry shit. Before that, I'm not not interested. Uh, but yeah, that that social media shit is corny <laughs> to an extent. But sometimes yeah. you got to do it. You know, yeah. it's part of the branding. Yeah. I feel you on that Like on the podcast shit It's small bro It's like growing You know It's like steady growing And shit And then people will be like What's your Instagram And I just send them mine I was like fuck I don't care about mine bro He's gotta build a brand Yeah like Help me You know Go to my my shit dude Like My shit's whatever Like I don't post nothing But me and my chick And when I saw it You know when I did it It's like You know It went from one truck to two And then it became Four or five locations And I was That's when I was like Yo this is bigger than This is gonna be a brand it's going to be something bigger. And that's where I was like, all right, I'm taking a step back as it's been junior, 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 junior. Right. And then I life has been me, 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 building myself up. And I came to year eight, year nine. And that's where I was wondering what's next after this. And I was like, damn, when I identified that the business was going to grow and it was going to become something bigger, I was like, okay, I got to build this because this will continue to live after me. And then I can go back and worry about my personal brand again. Mm, yeah. With the brandy, did you find it? Uh, did you want to? I had always thought about this. Like, okay, let's say, you know, I build a brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, for some reason, I was like, I don't want to be attached to it. I want it to be its own thing, and nobody know that it's me. You know, and I can't do it with the, obviously with the podcast because like I'm the fucking host of host. it. Uh-huh. But it's like I don't want to be attached because there's people who don't like you. Like I like me, bro. Like I didn't want to fucking order a hibachi like just because of who you yeah. were attached to. There's um there's one thing about me, dog. Like, I hated school. I did good in school because I fucking hated it. What do I mean by that? In order to not go, you had to be good. I, at it. I was just good at it to get it out of the way, right? But I didn't like school, so everything I learned, I learned it from fucking podcasts, books, audiobooks. I don't like to fucking read either. Right? <laughs> don't follow my my educational advice, please, kids. Um, and interviews from people that are actually successful. Mm. So both scenarios have a lot of. A lot of backing from different civil people. Attach yourself to the brand. Don't attach yourself to the brand. My take on that. Attach yourself to half of it. Don't <laughs> attach yourself. To, there's shit that I'm doing that nobody yeah. knows about. Uh, okay. And nobody knows I'm behind it. Yeah. And then there's shit, since I'm the driving force, that I have to attach myself. And it's beneficial to be attached to. Mm. So that's my take on it. Oh. You should have both. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That, that's my take on it. You should have both. Yeah. There's things that I'm doing. It's more beneficial. Nobody knows that I'm behind it. There's other projects that people kind of know that I'm behind it, but because there's a driving force to it, like, for example, shout out to Cutthroat. You know, I partnered up recently oh, with yeah, the guys that. from Cutthroat brand. You know, they're, they're killing it in the, in the barber shop game right now, in the barber game. Shout out to Jesse, the owner, and all the other guys that are with him. Um, he reached out to me. I told him, along to, we, come, we both come from City Heights. You know, we grew up in City Heights. I met him down the line. I respected what he is doing, the branding that he created behind his brand. And I mentioned to him two, three years ago, like, eventually, Doug, whenever you need something from me and I can attach to your project, let me know because I'm a fan. That was my conversation with him. Down the line, he was like, hey, bro, I got an opportunity to open up in your neck of the woods. What's good? So let's go. In that situation, my full support, 100% behind him, but I'm behind him. Mm. Even though it's our thing. It's his thing because he's the driving force. I'm here to support bring my input bring finances but it's his show so when it comes down to that i'm standing behind 
you know so depending on the situation depending on the brand depending on what it is is the position that i play that's what's up i seen that one i drove by the other day i was like that shit is big as fuck bro yeah. it's a tattoo shop too no tattoo shop he yeah. has five locations he has one on third avenue where i have the hibachi truck that's his brand that's his barbershop we own the one in uh east lake Otay ranch together oh there's one out there yeah that's the one that we just opened uh oh, two months that. ago that's the one that we partner up on. And then he has one in City Heights. He has one in North Park. He has one in Escondido. I think that's it, right? It's one, two, three. That's five. Yeah. yeah. That's what's doing up. his thing, bro. Yeah. Like he's doing things. Just that's like cool, doing my thing with the restaurant, he's doing his thing. Dope ass brand, too. And it's the same thing. Like, he figured it out. You know what? A lot of bar. I mean, we've been around San Diego scene of barbershops for a long time, me and you. And I don't think nobody has executed that branding. Mm, kind of yeah, yeah like yeah. he has. That style. Like he I mean, there was it, one, but. He made that brand bigger than. Yeah. Well. Once again, I'm pretty sure that I know who you're talking about, what brand you're talking about. The brand Cutthroat. It's not a barbershop. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. lifestyle. It's a life. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it can be product. It can be merch. It can be the barbershop. It can be blogs. It can be podcasts. Yeah. It can be all this stuff. So he was smart. King's Group. He bought you Kings. Peter Kings. King's Group. Because there's no limit yeah. to what feels I can go into with this company. You That's know what I'm true. saying? Yeah. That's dope, man. You're killing it out here, bro. You're it's one of the dark. you're one of the like the the few that I I respect, and just because like how you how you've gone about it, you know, like you started from nothing. Like I, I re, like I remember seeing you out <laughs> on the streets and shit. So like, there's like more from that one than people who like had like major assist. It's like all right, cool. And then you you found like these angles, and that's like one thing I'm always thinking about. Like, I'm always thinking about like yo fuck man, like like you found that angle right. And you found it early and you, and you like, and you took advantage of it. And it's like finding that angle, like, and honestly, like in, in all honesty, bro, I'm still trying to find like my angle, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I'll find it eventually. Just do shit. Cause I feel like I like, <clears throat> like, I feel like I could do Like I have it in me. I just got to find it and then jump on it and then take the risk. I think what you're doing right now, this is dope. I think this fits you. And this is maybe the one. And, and and I tell everybody that I talk to, like I said, bro, like now I'm at a point that I have like 60 employees, right? And a lot of them are younger, you know, a lot of them are older, but a lot of them are younger. And I see myself in them. Uh, one thing that I always said is just fucking do shit. Just go for it, dog. Yeah. Just go for it, go for it, go for it. And one thing will lead to the other one. And then you'll find it. You asked me 10 years ago if I ever was going to be working and building a fucking restaurant chain. I will tell you no way. Yeah. That up here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. so just do shit just do it just do shit and don't take no for a fucking answer and always be willing to do the work and one thing that i do appreciate somebody that we didn't want to mention but he told me once well he actually didn't tell me he told somebody else that was in my vicinity then he repeated it to me once i had i worked for him and then he eventually worked for me um and he said something along the lines I don't want to misquote him, but hijo, don't ever think you finish paying your dues. Mm. And I believe that shit is fucking yeah. one of the realest, most truthful statements ever, dog. Most of the people fall off because they feel like they already made it or they don't, they're too big or too good to do the work. And I'll tell you, dog, like that, that shit is something that you, you pay your dues every fucking day. Yeah. I might be sitting as a CEO of my company right now. I'm still putting more work than anybody else in my company. And the day that I stop doing that is the day that I'm going to lose it all. No matter how much I have. I can fucking guarantee you that. I've seen it way too many times. 
Like so, you seen it personally happen? I seen it. Dog. Like you took the L. I I I seen it. I put myself in difficult situations for being entitled. I put myself <laughs> a fuck dog. I put myself out of my own ego. I put myself yeah. out of huge contracts. You were there. You were around. You seen me go from being up here to where the fuck is this dude at? Well, what yeah. the fuck he's building over there? What happened to that ego? I don't really talk about my L's anymore. I appreciate them though. Every L I've taken, I, I fucking. I'll never forget them because they taught me so much. This is a this is a L I took. I had a there was a time bro when I was like selling shit, mm-hmm. not illegal shit, but selling shit. Yeah, and I always had money on me, but I always had this cheap ass little wallet. It was a money clip. <laughs> it was cheap as fuck, bro. I think my mom gave it to me. It was probably like five bucks, but I always had it. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy myself a nice wallet. I think I've worked. I I think I've earned this. So I went and bought a fucking nice wallet, and then I took a huge L. And I put my and I blamed it on not the wallet, but me thinking I earned it. Yeah. I was like, that's what you get. Yeah. That's what you get for thinking you're there. Like, and you're just like, that was just a wallet. But yeah, but that wallet, it made me realize, bro, like, you can't, you can't think you won already, bro. And I was like, I got it. And I'm, I'm, I'm up. There's nothing that could take me down. And it all came fucking crashing you down. You said it on like me, 20 times since we started this conversation. So like, bro, I respect it. You're killing it. This and that is like, hey, bro, it might look like that, but I take more losses yeah. than, than them wins. Guarantee you that. I fail more times every day that I win every day. I'm willing to keep going. Yeah. And I'm willing to take the lesson and do it again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm willing to do the work and not get a reward from it and do it again. And, and, and that is the deciding factor to, to, to keep going through life in an upward trajectory. I don't want to say going up or moving up in life. It's just going up or tra- doing better at than a, you did a, before. At a small incline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I take a lot of L's. And now I like to talk about them because my hope is that if not everybody else watching this, at least my kids mm-hmm. can refer back to this and say, oh, my dad used to take L's. Yeah. So, okay, I got to keep going. It wasn't always you know? dubs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of what you see now. You see all the wins. Well, social media is only you know, for wins. It, it, and you, you, you see all this stuff and you don't really get the real. And that's when the entitlement starts and the lack of accountability comes because everybody thinks it's all fucking fun and games and it's amazing. And they don't really see what it really takes. You know, and, and I have really present in my uh, things to do now that I'm I'm going to start focusing a little bit more on the personal brand and, and you know, and and getting a little bit more notoriety at a, at a personal level on, on documenting those selves too. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the 14, 15, 18 year old me needed to see that. I needed to see more of that. What do you do when shit doesn't go like you think it's supposed to go? <laughs> yeah. What do you do when you put in the work and you don't get the result? Yeah. Right. What do you do when you did everything right and you were supposed to win and you still lost? Right. I don't think enough people talk about that shit at all. Everybody, everybody's too afraid wins and shit, to show yeah. how vulnerable you can be. Everybody's too afraid and too insecure to show all that. I'm not. I lost a million times. I win a million and one because I'm not afraid of saying like, "Hey, I lost. It's all good. To Get up L. and do it again." That's yeah. tough. Yeah, that's the first thing that you learn as a kid, dog. You bust your mouth. What do you do? You get up and you keep going. I don't know why we become adults. We we like to hide that, like nah, yeah. bro. Like it's all good. We all take L's. Yeah, a lot of people just don't. They don't want to fucking like. Security. I don't know. Admit it or talk about it. I got a homie that that can't vouch for this one. You know, shout out to my homie Cookie. 
his cousin actually still cuts my hair. Uh, he was the homie that opened up his doors when I lost. When I was young and I decided to go my own without my parents, um, he was the one that opened up his door. Not necessarily to his house, but to his car. So I was living in his car, right? <laughs> Damn. And, and I remember, dog, making $5 stretch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, like eating the 99 cent tacos from Jack in the Box. Yeah. And the big gulp refill from 7-Eleven. And every time I drive down fucking Trojan or fucking El Cajon Boulevard in 50, 52nd, I remember, dog, like I was living in the back of the homies Taurus. Taking a shower in his house when his mom wasn't there and buying food from Jack in the Box and fucking um and fucking Seven Eleven dog, and and now I come around and I got homies from here that work for me, you yep. know, and I cut their checks, and 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 those moments that hunger, and that that those experiences is what make you never take it for granted or become yeah, entitled. For sure, hey, isn't it crazy, bro? Like when you don't have money, you make little money last, yeah, and then when you fucking when you're up a little, it's never it, enough. It's never <laughs> fucking enough, bro. What yeah. the fuck is that? That's like the weirdest magic trick, though. Yeah. When you ain't got shit, that five bucks, just stretch it. It's gonna last you the whole fucking week. When you ain't, when, when we you, go back to the same thing. When you up about, a little, by choice, yeah, by force, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I appreciate all those fucking situations that I've been put in, bro. And then you know. I feel like kids these days, like the uh, I don't know, I don't, you probably know this, bro. It's a little bit easier now to make money than back in the day with like social media, cell phones, definitely, and shit. bro. Like, e making money now is like a little bit easier for these kids. Mainly, I'm talking about like young people, right? Mm -hmm. Than when we were kids. Like me, I was selling fucking candy out yeah, of my backpack, different. you know, like making whatever I can make. The kids these days fucking get a camera go on youtube cash and, and cash million dollar, million checks, dollar checks and you're <laughs> like screams. what the fuck bro <laughs> like was i born in the wrong era you know what i'm saying like i always think that shit every day i'm like Dude, I, I'm, I feel like that. i'm late was sometimes I, was bro. i born in the wrong era nah bro uh right, growing bro. up in that era compared to growing up in this era does give us an edge though yeah that edge is that we don't feel like everything is microwavable we don't think yeah. everything is easy, yeah. right? So in the long run, the younger generation is not built like us. Yeah, it's too soft, dog. And that's one thing that I want to change <laughs> for my soft. kids. Yeah. And I and 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 it's one of the things that I work at. That are, like this new generation is way too soft on me. And nothing against anybody's beliefs or way of living. I respect it, you know. But like, man, I thank God personally that I grew up in the generation that I grew up in, right? Looking at my parents and at the people behind me. How hard they work, how not entitled they are, how accountable they are. Because, bro, if I can give this game to my kids, they're going to be running circle around everybody else's kids, dog. Because everybody's oh, yeah. generation, any generation underneath Mass soft. five years younger than us, anybody under 30 right now, soft. <laughs> soft, 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 bro. Soft. And aging mean. like milk in the sun. And I'm just like, yo, bro, like, that's all it takes for you to give up? <laughs> that shit yeah. fucking mind fucks me crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's it? I think, bro, that's it. Have you noticed, like, people don't do shit? And it's like, all right, like, when you're young, bro, and you don't want to do shit and you want to be bummy, mm. by all means, bro, like, experience that shit, I guess. Like, everybody's, you know, had a moment where they don't feel like doing much, right? Yeah. But I feel like once you have somebody who kind of relies on you... Yeah. Whether it be... Your, you have a fucking... There should be a fucking spark. Fire under your yeah. ass 24-7. Yeah. I'm always thinking, bro, like... Mind-blowing. If I can't work no more, I mean, like, I still have to find a way to do shit. Mm -hmm. Like, the bills don't stop. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to still fucking send that monthly bill. The rent's going to still be due, you know? Like, I still got to find a way to make fucking put food on the table and shit and you don't even have kids yet yeah i always tell the homies like the younger homies 
or even the homies that are my age that don't have kids. It's like, wait until you have a kid, dog. Yeah. That 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 fire under your ass turns completely different. Yeah. Like, once you have kids. Yeah. But yeah, this new generation is crazy. Soft as shit, huh? Man, <laughs> to each his own, dog. Respect. I mean, it's just respect, but facts are facts, homie. It's just like the whole music thing. Facts like, was fast as facts, homie. Though you listen to music, you're like, around circles uh, around this people, whack, bro. And then we end up sounding like our older heads. When they were old, you know, when we were young, they'd be like, turn that shit the fuck up. That shit's trash. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I, I, this I, constant I, fucking rotation of life. Because of the shit that we did, I think I, I, I accept like the music and all that stuff. It's just the mentality I can't fuck the mentality, with. Yeah. The mentality I can't fuck with. Yeah. You know, it's all good. You know, whatever goes on the song goes on the song. But when it comes down to like the mentality and, and being soft and, oh no, man, like I just have a different Either being soft or being fake hard. Yeah, that's the fucking too. that's the line that it's like you're soft and you 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 accept you're soft or you're soft but you want to pretend to be hard yeah and it's like bro you're gonna pretend to be hard in the wrong time in the wrong place yeah. and it's gonna cost you dearly and shit definitely yeah that's just that's just insane bro but you're doing your thing bro keep taking those l's let's go they're making that's you, right huh? <laughs> <laughs> they're making you who you you've become and shit yeah starting new projects but other than that, I, nothing exciting going on in my life, dog. <laughs> Work. That's yeah. it. Do you that's even fun. drink, bro? Yeah, we're uh, you drink? Yeah, party. I don't think I've ever seen you I, drink. I, when I was doing the nightlife shit, I didn't really drink. Oh, okay. You know, I was always working. Yeah. I was training like a job. Now, you know, I look for an excuse to have a good time with the homies. That's you sick. know, every once in a while, once a month, you know, just to disconnect for an afternoon and, and then shit? go back. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, bro. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of the shit you're doing, man. Appreciate it. You know, you know, we met in the streets of downtown and shit. There you go. Like, we didn't grow up together, but I've always, like I said, bro, I've always had like a respect for some people. We can, we got. I mean, it was a for good ten people. years that we grew side by side <laughs> in, in in that yeah. era. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you were already doing your thing when I came in. Yeah, you but were, it was a, it was more like on a on a fun tip. Yeah. And there's things that I regret, bro. And that's one of them. Not taking it more serious. Uh, there's a lot of things like you know how they say el que no llega consejos no llega viejo. Yeah, I wish I can go back and talk to myself. There's a lot of opportunities that I let pass because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't thinking right. What do you think we don't listen to people? Ego. And it, now that I'm older, I hate when people tell me, "I know, I know, I know." No, you the fuck you don't know because you're in this <laughs> fucking situation, bro. That's the when people tell me, "I know, I know," I, I get angry because you don't. Or else you wouldn't be in this fucking situation. Yeah. Whatever situation it is, relationship, job, whatever, if you knew, you wouldn't be in it. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be in the hole you're fucking in if you knew. So you don't know. So we got to listen. People need to listen. People know? get hot on me when I tell them to listen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, People get hot on me. And then, and then you fucking get irritated because you're repeating yourself. And you're like... And you're not even done telling them what you're telling you them. You don't want to fucking answering. listen? Making up the matter with me. Crash. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, that's, go. That's another thing that drives me crazy with these new generation. Go uh, crash and burn. Tell me how that. Tell me how that I, went. I never. I was wild. Like I, I just mentioned that at the beginning. I had a boss, dog, and I eventually left that safety net of having the boss and getting paid for my services, and you know. But I don't think I was ever. I never had that mentality that that a lot of people in this new generation has, which they want to be independent. Or they don't want to be told what to do, <laughs> but they're reckless about it. Yeah. Like legit. Like, I don't think I ever said like, yo, even if I crash, as long as I'm driving, I'm good. Like, I never had that mentality. 
this younger generation is like they just want to be the guy or just want to be the the one in position without having the knowledge without taking the advice without nothing out of ego they just want to be the ones doing it and they don't realize the value of i i just said it earlier like bro i got mentors you know i got people that i listen to i might own my company i might be sitting in the president's chair and i might make all the decisions i got all the checks but every month I got about five different people that come into that building, my building, to tell me what I'm fucking up on. It's important. Super important. Yeah. Bro, I got three kids. I got over 60 employees. I got five locations. I've been working my ass off since I was 17 years old. And I still got five people come and tell you that when you come into my place of business, my office, my warehouse. And I sit there and I fucking listen to what I'm doing wrong. And I take it. And they come back the next month and they ask me to give them a report <laughs> or be accountable to what they were telling me. Yeah. And 10 out of 10, they were fucking right. Yeah. And my shit is better because of the shit they told me. You know some of them. You know. You remember Louis? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Louis, I used to hate him. He used to hate me. <laughs> we have a huge fucking history in nightlife. Yeah. That motherfucker has done so much to me. After nightlife, I appreciate him so much, dog. Like, that's one of my main mentors. Hey, Louis, I get, it comes down to you doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. And he gives it to me with no sugar coating. You know yeah. how he talks? Yeah. <laughs> and I take it, dog. I take yeah. it and I fucking go back, get it done. I say, come back. You were right. Thank you. And I think that more people need to learn that and have that present. Like, hey, we have two ears, one mouth. Mm -hmm. We should listen more than we talk. Yeah. I've been guilty of it before. <laughs> everybody but has. Everybody wants to press it. Everybody wants to be a, a chief. Nobody wants to be like the fucking. And there's no problem with that. Yeah. I'm a firm believer. There's no problem with that. But you got to take it a step at a time. Yeah. You got to take it a step at a time or you crash. You got to do the shit down at the bottom to become the chief. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You want to be the guy, be the guy. Yeah. Take it from the guy. Yeah. But before I was the guy, I had to take every single step to get there. That's funny because when I used to do sales, I hated when people who were above me who didn't know sales try to tell me <laughs> how to sell. And it's like, I don't know how you got there, but it wasn't this way. Yeah. And you don't know shit. Like, you know a different aspect, but you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's frustrating. Like, we go back to the coordinates of any industry. Yeah. So I don't fuck with the system in the industry or any other industry out yeah. there. You know? And once again, by force, not by choice, I think that I'm, I built my own shit out of not being in those positions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. you don't even have the validation to be in the position that you're in and you want to tell me how to do things. <laughs> yeah. That's that's Keep. the that's the biggest problem. Take this one, everybody that's watching this, right? We were just talking about accountability. We were just talking about not listening. See, when I didn't want to listen, I went and I built my own shit to have something to back me up so I don't have to listen. Yeah. And until I build my own shit so I don't have to listen, right? Then I have that. And now, instead of having that attitude of, I don't listen, fuck you, you're not valid. Now I listen more as I did the work to get there and to understand when it's corny and when I got to listen. Yeah. Simple. That's fucking true. Like, I read all of uh, Gary Vee's books. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be like, I want to do exactly word by word because he's successful. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have this thing like I'm anti, you know, idol type shit. Mm -hmm. Like. Ego talking. Yeah, it's my ego for sure. Like, <laughs> but it's more like, it's more of a like, yeah, some shit worked for you yeah. in your circumstances. Those may not work for me. So Back. from what you wrote 
and I read his books, I was like, I'm only going to take what I need what to take. What I need, yeah. Because yeah, I can't do what you did, you uh -huh. know, because we're not even, it's not the same shit. It's not the same field. Yeah, circumstances are different, you know. Mm -hmm. Whatever his word, they helped him, they're not mine. So I, I fuck with Gary. I don't fuck with him on the soft side. On the soft side? Yeah. He soft, you think? He got a little soft in there. Did he, recently? Yeah. I, I just feel like, once again, respect to everybody, you know, but... There's certain things when you have a platform and when you get to a certain level oh, yeah, that yeah. you can't leave up for interpretation. And I get the nice side of it and 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 trying to be mindful of that person that you can't be so straightforward with. And that's why I will never go into a field where I try to give people game and tell them that I got the answers. Right. I will only broadcast what I'm doing. I will never tell hey, you should do this. You should do that. Because I feel like when you tell somebody, oh, you got time. It's so one thing I believe 99 of the things that he says. And I used to, I watched it all as well. And I'm a fan of him. Unlike you say that you don't like to be a fan. I'm no, a fan no, 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 I'm a fan. But there's certain things that he says that is like, oh, that's a dangerous trap. Like telling oh, somebody yeah, like, yeah. telling a 25 year old, you got time, right? That 25 year old might take it literal. <laughs> and that 25 year old yeah. might have already three kids that are starving mm -hmm. and that are going to grow up. Yeah. And are going to be 15 and they're not going to have what they need from their parents. Yeah. And they're going to end up making the same mistakes that we made. Having kids at 14, being out there going, throwing house parties to make money, risking fucking getting shot, etc. Because a 25 year old heard Gary B saying, you got time. Yeah. When in it reality, what he means specific. is like, hey, even at 50, you can start all over yeah. if that's what. That's what he's trying to say. You got to be specific because yeah. you got time. Gonna, if you don't have receive kids, the message, how they want to receive it. Yeah. You know, the 25 year old that is lazy is going to say, hey, Gary B said that I got, I got time. time, dog. So let me worry about it 10 years from now. I've been worrying about it since I was 15, dog, and I'm barely on my way. Yeah. 12 years later and I haven't stopped. So you just got to be mindful of the message because we don't know how that's, people are going to receive it. You that's know? what I meant. Yeah. I was mindful of like the messages in his books. I was mindful of the messages he was putting out on, you know, social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I get it. I know what you're trying. I get what you're trying to say, but I gotta be mindful. Like I, yeah, some of those gotta, things you, you can't. You gotta also yeah. see it from the other perspective. I mean, at the end of the day, as much as he's trying to get game, he's also trying to get as much exposure as possible. Yeah. So if he goes too hard with hustle and go hard, the people that don't believe in that is gonna tune out. Yeah. So you always gotta see it for what it is. Like, yeah, this fool is giving us value. He's giving us good input, good advice. But at the same time, his end goal is for everybody to agree with him. <laughs> yeah. As much people as possible. Yeah. The most clicks, the most to likes, that the most brand. engagement. Yeah. Right? So you got to take what works for you and you got to leave in the table what doesn't. Yeah. Always. Hey, same thing with me, dog. You don't have to subscribe to what I think or what I say, dog. Whatever fits, great. Whatever doesn't, leave it on the table. It's all good. I don't want to be the one responsible for you crashing. You know? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I, I don't even like giving like advice to be honest, bro. Like I'm just I'm just gonna I always tell people I just gonna give you my experience. Yeah. My perspective, my point of view. What you do on you, I respect it and I support it. You like it, I love it, dog. It's all good. Yeah. You don't have to subscribe to my way. This shit work for me. You 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 decide what you do, you know. <laughs> Straight it's up. It's like a yeah, it's like a get out of jail free card though. You're like it's when you say, like, when you say something I have risky. experience. Yeah. I lost too many people. I lost too many friendships. I lost too many people that I care or I loved about for wanting a lot more for them that they wanted for themselves. Mm. So at this age, I have made peace with only opening the door and showing the way. 
but not forcing you to walk across it. Oh, yeah. You can't force them to drink the water. Or forcing them to stay. If you got to go, go. Support it. I'll love you from a distance. Because trying to keep people with you, trying to keep people growing, trying to keep people to get there with you has fucking derailed me and slowed me down and drained me so much that I have now made peace with that. Before I was like, yo, everybody's coming with me. We're all going to get there. But that's I, because you see it that way. And then they may yeah. not see it. They might see it like, oh, he always wants me under him. When you're one like, let's, let's one go of all the things, One of the things that triggered that change in me recently, right, was there's people that I cared dearly for that I was invested on my success as much in theirs because they were part of my success. And, and one time there was a comment made that don't it, it was something along the lines of like don't confuse motivation with manipulation mm. when i saw that from somebody that i cared about dearly and i wanted them to win where they were confusing me motivating them and wanting them to come with me and get there with me with he's trying to manipulate me i was like oh fuck this why am i doing this yep i i i want you to win because i never had nobody that wanted me to win nobody went out of their fucking way to make me win yeah. You know me. You've been side by side on my fucking, on my fucking um, search of success. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned all the situations in downtown. Nobody gave me a fucking opportunity, and I can stand here and tell you, there's nobody that gave me a fucking opportunity to open a door for me. Nobody. If anything, they wanted to close. They wanted to keep me out. And you can attest to it. You've been there, yeah. right? When I got in position, I always been like, yo, let me bring somebody with me. Let me put somebody in position. Let me take them with me. So when that turns into you wanted it so much that you push them and push them and try to get them and they start seeing like, oh, you're trying to manipulate me. It's like, oh, trying to take advantage of you back. Yeah. Try to expect like you will never look at your mom when she cooks that food for you and she provides it for you. Like, oh, she's trying to get me to fucking sweep the floors tomorrow. <laughs> that shit is crazy. No? Yeah. Ah, she's doing that a lot. You know what I'm saying? She's trying to feed you. Well, it's because people don't do shit that I love no more. But it's, you know, it's yeah. all good. Everybody has to. I had my, my, my path. I had to learn my lesson. I had to crash. I had to fail. I had to lose it all to appreciate everything that I appreciate now. So it gets to the point that you got to make peace with all that shit. And put the opportunity in front of people and let them take their decisions. That's it. Yeah. That's true, man. You can't do much for you can't do because then you're like you said, they're going to think you're like trying to take advantage. And that's because of the culture we're in. Like in general, it has a lot to do with the culture. Everybody's just trying to, you know, mm -hmm. step on somebody to come up. Not many people are left who are like, nah, let's let's come up together. You know, let's both win. There's enough bread for everybody. There's enough cake on that on that platter for both of us and shit. Nah, I want the whole cake. Yeah. On the whole cake, yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 culture of shit is the nasty, fucking uh, rat race. That that culture of shit is nasty, bro. Yeah, because I genuinely, you know, I don't fuck with that. <laughs> I just don't fuck with that. Yeah, you know, like to me, it's like the certain rules, the certain principles, and 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 hear me straight, homie. Like nobody's perfect. I done fucked up shit in my life, but I always had my consequences for the fucked up shit in my life. Yeah, and but I, I think after I became a father, like I don't do anything flaw intentionally. Mm. you know what i'm saying i try to be as solid as possible yeah. and even when shit don't work out more than likely i always gave more than what i received dog because <laughs> i remember being there looking for the opportunity 
Yeah. I remember being there working 24 hours a day, seven days a week for somebody to collect the big check and me get paid out 500 bucks a week. And when they got to the door, it was like it's Junior's event. <laughs> it wasn't my event. We're talking decos. Somebody mm. else's event that was collecting the big check. Yeah. But even with that person, fucking thank him. And I'm appreciative. Oh, they tell you something. If everything that he showed me, even if he reaped the benefits for the first three years and he ate handsomely, great. The next 10, I fed my family with that. And you know how I fed them. You know what I'm saying? I, I went big, you yeah. know? So even it was a, at the end of the day, to me, it was a fucking fur trade. And I wish him not to success. Shout out to Art, homie. Like, homie, like, Damn, I, I learned so thing. much from him, dog. Yeah. All the good and all the bad. And I don't fault him because when you're in a position to be the boss, when you're in a position to be the leader, to be in a position to pay the bills, oh, oh, damn, there's dude. a lot to comes with. I forgot with all shit. about him. <laughs> you know, even you can't judge people, dog. I mean, he taught you. He gave me opportunity, dog. Yeah, I remember seeing. Uh, he like, opened the door. He let me in. Yeah. So no matter what, I'm always going to be in debt to that guy. And I'm always going to appreciate it for doing that straight up. Now I had to go my way. I had to find because it wasn't enough and I had to build my own shit. Eventually, thing played out. What? We ended up competing. You won. <laughs> <laughs> the younger guy uh, won. I don't think it was the younger. Nah, but you had the touch on the because you were on the ground level. I, 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 we go back to the same shit. I learned so much from him. Yeah. Because had... I stayed in position as many years as I stayed in position because I never did my promoters like he did me. Yeah, motherfuckers exactly. were eating with me. Exactly. I remember coming to him like, "Yo, dog, I got a kid on the way. Let's partner up." Got fired the next week. <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, really?" Yeah. And he was like, "Well, let me put you on this other project." And I get it. I get it. I respect it. I'm trying to take from his. Place. I respect it. Yeah. And I learned. I learned to longer vision, homie. That's crazy, bro. Because I feel like I be fucking up and I be keeping people around or I stay cool with people because they open the door for me. But then it was just to the point where I was like, that's the only thing. That's the When you only start thinking like that, though, you lose, dog. No, I'm going to tell you something. We started talking about somebody you don't fuck with that I had around. Blase, blase, blase. I'm not going to go into details. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, dog. I might have kept this motherfucker around for 10 years and he ate handsomely off of my drive. It's all good. It's all good. I, I feel like there's a there's like it's, a. it's such a short moment in time. Even 10 years is such a. And that's one thing that we don't realize. And I haven't learned until now that I'm at this age that even 10 years is such a small period of time compared to what is really going to be. I started this company two years and a half ago. No matter what happened from the beginning to now, such a small period of time compared to what this company is going to live for. So whatever happened in that time and is behind us and we're fixing or whatever, such a small piece of time that even if they leave taking, right, I'm at peace with that. Because uh, once that is done, I reap the benefits for the rest of my life. Yeah, I feel like um, maybe I didn't communicate it right. I don't have a problem with that person. They, for whatever, had a problem with you. <laughs> for whatever <laughs> justification they might I have, I think he had a problem with me too. Who? If we're talking about the same person, yeah, yeah, like he for some reason just didn't like. Oh, me. We might be talking about the same three people, yeah, or yeah, four yeah, people, four people, right? We're, we're, we, 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 it's all good. So, so when somebody doesn't like me, it's like one. I know I was never that serious because nothing came from it, right? Yeah. It was just like a petty for 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 lack of a better. It's just petty. They don't like me, and it's like okay, that's fine. You don't have to like me. Like I'm not a golden coin, but you know, like I'm just not gonna acknowledge you. You know what I mean? I think there's three or four or one people that we 
could be talking about. Yeah. Have a lot in common with other people that we talked about. For example, maybe your boss or some other people that we know in common. And I think it just comes from their insecurity. They don't really have an issue. They have an issue with themselves. At some point in my life, I had an issue with myself. But I learned that I had to just go to the mirror and face it, fix it and put it behind me. You know, that undercover shit, that undercover competition, that undercover animosity, all that, all that, all that insecure, weak shit, like, it's bad, dog, it's cancer, and it spreads, and it fucks you before it fucks the other people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, 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 had, I had partners, I had friends, where I can see the animosity, the jealousy. I'm like, God damn, that shit is crazy, homie. Like, <laughs> we're, we're supposed to win together. Yeah. But, you know, they rip the benefits of their energy always. And we rip the benefits of our energy. We spoke before they turn on the camera about, you know, one or two situations. My company's standing, dog. <laughs> that's all. My company's standing. Yeah. I'm working. And that's all I'm saying. Like, my company's standing. My system is, keeps going. And a lot of that is not knowledge. It's not luck. It's just the energy behind it. The motivation behind it. Yep. And that shit has to be pure. You can have no hate. Oh, yeah. No animosity. No jealousy. Love. No weak shit behind it. You gotta stand on principle. Don't be a fucking hater. <laughs> it's, it's in people, Don't bro. be a fucking hater. You know, every day, you say that, bro. Every day before I leave, before I pull out of the driveway, I pray. Mm. Every day. My, in my prayer, I, pray always, enough. I ask for forgiveness for the negative thoughts that i may have against others and against myself mainly myself because i feel like i'm my worst critic i'm my worst enemy for sure mm -hmm. if my number one enemy is nobody out on the streets it's me it's me it's always me that puts myself down and I always fast for forgiveness for that because it's always it's just natural bro to have like that little bit of that little bit of competitive yeah. right that little bit of like i'm doing good man but it should be it's just human nature. I come from playing football too, yeah. right? That shit is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's necessary. Being competitive is fucking good. Yeah. But where's the fucking when it becomes like a? But when it goes unchecked, it becomes jealousy. Yeah, exactly. That's what and I'm saying. And it becomes from from a bad ill will. Will exactly. When it comes from being a fucking hater, when it comes from being insecure, when it comes from being wanting to be better than the other person, not based on merits or validation, but just just because, just because, yeah. Like, by all means, bro, I'm trying to knock, I'm trying to be the best motherfucker out here. Yeah. But I don't want the other person to lose. Exactly. Yeah. And if I'm going to be number one, I want to make sure that I take two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten with me. Right. And they better be the guys that will be number one if I wasn't a number one. <laughs> Make sense? Yeah. Like, one cousin, one of my cousins, right? Another one of my mentors, of that five group of people that I tell you that are my mentors. He pulled me to the side when I was doing the nightclub shit, right? He was already, he's the only person successful in my, in my, in my family, my direct family. He's the only one successful. And what I mean by success, I'm talking about money, mm. structure, businesses, and long term. He's the only person that is successful at that level in my family outside of me. And I came in there like, hey dog, let me borrow some money. I'm trying to go to the next level with the shit that I'm doing. Like, Alright, cool, sit down. He's about 12 years older than me, okay? And he is the person that showed me how to wipe my ass. Not being funny, dog. He was babysitting me when I was a kid because my parents went on a vacation and he's the guy that said, I'm not going to change his diaper. I'm going to teach him how to wipe his ass. <laughs> it's my big brother. And I came in there being hot shit 
like, dog, listen, I'm funding this type of events. I'm bringing this kind of talent. This is my kind of deal with the night, with the, with the venues. Like, I'm running shit, dog. All I need is this much more money in the bank account so I can fucking kill it. He just sat there, bro, for two hours just listening to me, listening to me, listening to me. And I must tell you in Spanish what he told me, okay? Manches, eres el rey de los pendejos. <laughs> and I was just, listen, bro, like I froze. I was like, what? Okay, bro, like your, your mind on what you think success is? And what you're measuring yourself with, you're trying to be the best of the worst, dog. Mm. And that's when my perspective on the nightlife shit changed. He put in perspective like, hey, bro, if you're not going Live Nation, if you're not going millionaire tours, you're wasting your time, right? And that type of people, that's why I brought up my cousin. That type of people is the people that show you how you should move. Yeah. You should compete to be better and to bring everybody with you. Yeah, no, like I was saying, bro, it's not it's not so much like a it's the competitive this like, you know, whatever whatever if it's sport you want to use, like my record's better. Right. It's just but it's just like okay, your record's better because you you have the right players for the you know, mm -hmm. and they're fucking all fucking running on the same, you know, level. And some people they're doing the best with what they have. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I ask for forgiveness because I don't know people's situations. And I'm not saying I'm hating on people or anything like that, but it's just a competitive. Like, for instance, let's just say my podcast. I feel like my podcast is doing good, but I don't know what to compare it to because I can't compare it to like somebody who's famous. So obviously, their name carries mad weight, right? They can put it on and like they get like 10,000 views within the first hour. I can't do that. I'm not famous, right? So, like, amongst my. In my area of, of room and everything, I feel like I'm doing good. But I'm not saying I'm hating on somebody, but it's just that competitive. You got to be yeah. cocky sometimes. Be like, nah, I, I, I got sure. my shit. My shit's good, bro. Like, and it's different, you know? And it has to be checked. I think that it has, to be, back that's to, why it has to be checked. That's why and I check myself to, and every it has morning. To be, it has to be checked at the level of like, like you said, sometimes you need your ego. Sometimes you need your cockiness to drive it farther. Yeah. Not to be your worst enemy. Right. Yeah. And and like you said, like, yo, I don't have the driving force of somebody that is. What am I measuring my project against other stuff? Right. Instead of seeing what you're lacking or what you're not doing, what has worked for me is to see, all right, what strengths do I have and where I'm trying to take it? Yeah. What am I missing to get there? If the other guy is famous and I'm not famous or what can substitute? How that can I close that gap to close that gap? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Since I, I, I had a person that was in my support system. That about a year and a half ago told me we're not restaurant guys. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Stop playing like you know what you're doing. And he was right, bro. But he didn't know that every day since we started the business until this day, that is why I have learned everything that I'm learning. And I worked so hard since it wasn't something that I knew. Well, I knew that I had to figure it out because the shit was real. And I'm trying to close the gap. And I'm trying to make sure that this shit works, right? It comes from that, bro. Like people not understanding that whole aspect of being competitive, being not being a fucking hater, not not. <laughs> and I keep saying that because that's where it comes from. Like that comment yeah. came from there. Not 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 having a bigger vision, yeah, and thinking that the process or wherever we're standing in the process is the end result. We're far from it, and the only thing that you need to make it or to get there is having the willingness to get there as long as you're willing as long as you keep yourself on check 
unless it's, as long as you're motivated and as long as you grind, you're going to get there. Yeah. Ain't nothing going to stop you. got to trust the process. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I just check myself every day, you know, in my prayer. Like, I have to remind myself, keep myself grounded because it's, it's, you know, those losses I took are, are an example of what can happen when I'm not grounded. Yeah. So I check myself every morning. Every morning before I pull out, I don't even, I don't put my car in drive until I've checked myself. You know, those cells are painful, huh? <laughs> yeah. Dog, one time I played myself out of a huge contract. Played yourself. At park. At park? Was an artist? Killing it, dog. No. Just working at park. Like being able to do shit at park. Oh, you and killed your own circle? Shit? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, cold turkey doing events there every fucking week. Killing it, dog. Like breaking records with big artists. All of a sudden, we can't close a deal there. Oh, fuck. And it wasn't told to me face to face, you know? Uh-huh. Which I get it. You know, but full circle, now the person that was running the show there, right, is my mentor. And like, yeah, bro, you came in there with that fucking hot attitude, thinking you were hot shit, and that's why you played yourself out of that contract. And you never got to book there again for like a year and a half. I was like, God damn, homie. Those are the L's that really, you know, now gives you that, that knowledge to, to, to be appreciative, to, to, to check yourself, to be conscious of... Not drinking your own Kool-Aid. Because <laughs> it's easy to draw when you drink your own Kool-Aid. Super dog. easy, yeah. Don't be entitled. Yeah. Be accountable. Be disciplined. Be structured. Be appreciative. There's a lot. Be hard. Yeah. Be, be firm. Be fair. Go hard. And don't be a fucking hater. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a fucking hater. With that, we'll wrap. We'll fucking close it for this time. That's gotta, be, that's gotta be the don't fucking, be a fucking That's gotta hater. be the fucking title of the don't fucking podcast. Fucking don't be a hater. fucking hater. And then people are, and you know, so on the saco. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh. Hey, we were talking about nobody. Not no names. In this conversation. Yeah. That. But if you want to put on listen, a shoe. And I want to make something real clear. There's no ill will with nobody. Even if you're fucking suing me. (laughs) Even if we're friends, we're not friends. We knew each other. Whatever. There's no ill will. I wish nothing but success. And wins to everybody. And that I ever came across in my life. I'm at a point in my life where I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And I'm full of excitement of what's to come. And every single situation that I've been through or I'm in the middle or I left behind me, right, has been a great situation, even if end up in bad terms. Like, to me, I appreciate everything that we went through with whoever it was, and I still hold the best of wishes for every single person, and I hope they feel the same towards me. Because, you know, it's just a lot of relationship on the way, you know, yeah. sometimes. It's never that serious either, bro. I've always, nah. I've always thought, like, if, it's, if it doesn't go, if the worst outcome doesn't come up, then it was never that serious. Yeah. It's just petty shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, now you mentioned that. It was somebody was trying to kill me. No shit. <laughs> and, it was that serious and, and then, Junior. Homie, it's my homie. Oh. It's my homie. Yeah. And, you know, I write to him at least once a month. And I make sure that he has money in his books. And at some point, he wanted to kill me. And he's one of my, one of my good friends. Also, never that serious. Yeah, it's never that serious. It's never that serious. Stop being a hater. Stop being a fucking <laughs> hater. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start the mer- the merch. Yeah, stop being a fucking stop hater. Being a, stop being a fucking stop hater. Stop being a hater. Dot com. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a picture of you know, you know 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just a blank face. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you coming through, bro. Appreciate. Like I said, I haven't see, like, like seen you, seen you in outside of social media in a while. It's good to talk. I've never had like we've never really had a conversation. Never had a conversation this deep. I think uh, we had a conversation kind of deep like this when you came to my party at F six one time, my yeah, birthday. Yeah. That was just the alcohol talking, huh? You know, yeah. when the alcohol kicks in, I tell people like I'm one of those. Whatever like, happened with Billis, dog? I think he was in that picture too. Remember? Billis? Yeah, yeah, that was my birthday. Oh, okay, that was your birthday. Yeah, yeah. You, birthday? you plugged me. You plugged yeah. me. You hooked me up. <laughs> Be a fucking hater, Jonah. I will. You know, <laughs> I learned. <laughs> nah, but I appreciate it, bro. Come back sometime. You know. See see what's going on. Maybe one day we could partner up and shit. Let's go. Let's do something. We should probably do the stop being a hater once every three months podcast. Yeah, yeah. Once you just know. to just check up. Just to remind them to stop yeah, being a, stop fucking, being a hater. fucking hater. <laughs> it's the fucking quarterly check-in. Stop being a fucking hater. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, you wanna shout out your businesses, bro. Let them know where Man, to where the King's Group. King's Group. Um That's the umbrella. The 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 yeah, that's the umbrella. Uh, we have Hibachi Kings, Beery Kings, you know, Chula Vista, National City. Have a taco shop down there by San Diego State University called El Toro, Street Tacos and Beer. Um, and then, you know, I have a little detail business. It's oh, yeah, been the, there for like six, seven years. AT, ATR Detail. ATR Detail. And now, you know, it's Catro Boys, Catro yeah. Barbershop. Five Check locations. I, I own one for the record, you know, with, with my partner, Jesse. But yeah, support Catro. There's a barbershop in every neighborhood. And there's many more coming, you know, if you want a dope spot to get your haircut, that's, that's where you got to go. Um, and yeah, man, shout out to full circle. Another little project that we have on the way. So all my homies own a, a real estate agency. They're, they're doing their thing. Shout out to them. And yeah, man, we out here trying to, trying to take over the world <laughs> one block at a time. One block at a time. Uh, amen. Yes, all right, bro. Until next time, man. You know what it is. Peace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you looking for me, you can find me at the spot Chopping it up with Jonah, we talking about what's hot On the block, up in Dago, man, we bumping uh, Keeping it confidential, you know this how we coming, we ain't front uh, Looking for that real, better tune in and stick by Put on for the city every time that I dip by uh, Getting to that greedy every time that we sit down Promise you it's real every time that I get round Come on, <laughs> been in the field, playing, we working